The topics and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4WN Radio. Radio Tony with Tony Lontis. Author of Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty. Available now on Amazon.com and in all good bookstores. Radio Tony. Your safe space for tough conversations, exposing secrets and talking about trauma and recovery. Radio Tony. Building Resilience, talking trauma. Radio Tony. Live from the Gold Coast, Australia. Keep the conversation going. Director Assistant. Call Radio Tony. Hello. 561-623-9421 on W4WN Radio Guest Skype. Good morning, everyone. It's Radio Tony, and you're back with your host, Tony Lontis. Um, good morning to Rebel, my wonderful assistant here at um, W4WN Radio. Um, you're joining us live today from the Gold Coast in the wonderful Talabudra Valley uh, in Australia. So we've had a week of rain and showers and cooler autumn uh, weather. So I hope you all had a wonderfully refreshing break over Easter. I know I did. Um, if you'd like to head on over to my website, Tony Lontis, and follow me on social media, Tony Lontis on Facebook, Tony Lo- M. Lontis on Instagram, and Tony Lontis on Le- LinkedIn for all those in business. I know just before Easter there was a big storm in uh, Louisiana, and I'm happy to say that Rebel's all safe and everyone's good. So in Australia yesterday, it has been Anzac Day. And for all our international listeners, Anzac Day is a national day of remembrance in Australia and New Zealand. It commemorates all Australians and New Zealanders who served and died in all wars, conflicts and peacekeeping operations and the contribution and suffering for all of those who've served. It's observed each year on the 25th of April and it was originally devised to honour the members of the Australian and New Zealand Army Corps. Anzac Day marks the anniversary of the first campaign that led to major major casualties for Australian and New Zealand forces during the First World War. The acronym ANZAC stands for Australian and New Zealand Army Corps, whose soldiers were known as ANZACs. ANZAC Day remains one of the most important national occasions for both Australia and New Zealand. It's celebrated with dawn services and a national public holiday in recognition for all of those who fought to keep the peace in Australia and New Zealand. The dawn ceremonies usually incorporate the playing of the last post and the Australian national anthem with the laying of wreaths. Interestingly, Australia Day, uh, Anzac Day is the only day when the traditional game of two-up is legally able to be played and only in licensed premises on that day. So quickly over to world news in brief. Um, in North Korea, 
Kim Jong-un and Russia's Vladimir Putin have pledged to boost ties at their first ever summit. At their opening remarks, the Russian and North Korean leaders referred to their two countries' long history of ties and Mr Putin said he wanted to keep calm uh, for Korean tensions. In Sri Lanka this week, um, there were 359 people killed and more than 500 wounded in an Islamic bombing. Sri Lanka admitted it had a major intelligence lapse before Easter Sunday bomb attacks um, and an Indian intelligence warning from the beginning of the month about the planned attacks was not properly shared by the authorities. The president of Sri Lanka has moved to sack the defence secretary and the inspector general of police. Eight of the nine attackers have been identified as Sri Lankan citizens, with one of the attackers having studied in Australia. Pretty concerning when some of these terrorist attacks have direct links to Australians. Um, just a couple of questions for, um, from our viewers about Anzac Day. So, um, the... Oh, and I've just lost my screen, so I'll just quickly keep on with the uh, news. In uh, China today, uh, recently, an elevator uh, an elevator snapped and 11 workers were killed. And it's an unfortunate um, thing that this happened in China. In the US, um, it's recorded the highest incidence of measles cases since the country declared it an eliminated virus in the year 2000. 695 measles cases so far this year, the highest incidence. Um, the longer these outbreaks continue, the greater chance that measles will again get a sustained foothold in the United States. An ongoing Federal Trade Commission probe into Facebook's privacy practices has prompted the social media giant to ready itself for a $5 billion payout. Facebook expects to pay as much as $5 billion, which is $7 billion Australian dollars, because of the ongoing Federal Trade Commission investigation into its privacy practices. The company has revealed in its first quarter earnings release. As a result of the anticipated charges, Facebook has set aside $3 billion in this quarter, which has significantly impacted on its earnings per share. But I hear that uh, those with Facebook shares are still earning a nice dollar. In South Africa, at least 60 people have been killed after South African rains. Heavy rains have caused flooding and mudslides in the southern and eastern parts of South Africa, resulting in these deaths. In Egypt, archaeologists have uncovered an ancient tomb with mummies believed to date back about 2,000 years in the southern city of Ashwam. The discovery led to the finding of decorated masks, vases, coffin fragments, chunks of linen and papyrus. In Gallipoli, Turkish police have arrested a suspected Islamic State member uh, who was believed to have been planning an attack on the Anzac Day commemorations in Gallipoli. So back to our questions from our viewer um, who wanted to know what uh, the 
if the Anzac Day was similar to Veterans Day in the United States, and I assume that it is. Um, I'd say that... Okay. There we go. That's better. Okay. Hello, Francesca. I've got Francesca. Hi. Hi. Um, Hi. Hi. So um, before I introduce Francesca, I'd just like to let you all know that today uh, Francesca joins us and she's my guest. And Francesca is not only a Reiki master, but she has a master's in social work. She's an internationally recognised counsellor, speaker, author and healer. Francesca has trained in Australia and internationally and has worked in Africa, uh, Europe, Latin America, Asia and India and, of course, Australia. She's published numerous articles and books in the areas of health, psychiatry, welfare, spirituality and healing. Um, she's also been involved with um, Alzheimer's disease um, and she's been working in the wealth health ac academic field for the past 40 years as not only as a clinician but an education educationalist, planner, administrator, advocate, researcher, trainer, psychotherapist and hypnotherapist. Francesca was most recently the Director of Social Work and Welfare Services for the Department of Veterans Affairs at and Princess Alexander Hospitals. Uh, Ms Jordan has conducted research into the needs of people with mental illness and dementia, their family, carers, uh, professional and professional service advisors. So we will um, introduce and talk to Francesca after the break. But before we go to the break, I just wanted to let you know about a little company I'm involved with in Australia, and it's called Walk With Wisdom. And they deliver small personalised tours for women in Australia and Bali. The motto of the company is to inspire your world with positive steps. And what better way than to let travel inspire you? So in May, we're off on a fully booked tour to Bali, and I can't wait. Radio Tony will be going live from Bali on the 23rd of May, and I'll be interviewing the owner of Walk With Wisdom, Donna Gray, on what makes her so passionate about delivering these wonderful tours for women. Coming up in August, we have a tour to Dalesford and Hepburn Springs in Macedonia, in the Macedonian ranges of Victoria, Australia. And this wonderful weekend getaway will include a winery tour, local craft markets, tours of the local convent gallery and historical grounds, Devonshire tea, wine and cheese in front of an open fire. Um, and a visit to the Hepburn Springs bathhouse with an inspirational talk by me over the weekend. If you'd like more information, please head over to my website. If you book before the end of May and mention where you've heard about the tour, we'll have a bottle of wine waiting for you to enjoy over the weekend as a thank you. I'll post the email address in the chat box at the end of the show. 
Also coming up is um, a shout out to my friend Tom A. Russell. Thomas's new show will be airing live next week and I encourage you to listen in on this same channel, the Walk uh, Women for Women Network. So a little bit more about our talk today. So just quickly, we're going to talk about trauma and so and how trauma affects us. We tend to float about our lives worrying about the little inconveniences and the minor annoyances and some of us tend to worry more than others. But generally, our days are essentially normal. If the space inside your head is generally a peaceful one, then you should count yourself lucky. If you're wrestling in the aftermath of some terrible trauma, it might seem like you're the only one, but you're far from alone. So we're going to head over to a break, and after the break, we'll come back and talk to Francesca some more about trauma. Over to you, Rebel. Radio Tony on W4WN, a platform for the unheard.
keeping the conversation going on the suppressed social and moral issues. This is Radio Tony on W4WN. Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty is the new book from Australian author Tony Londis. Available in paper, ebook, and audiobook formats, Resilience is the true life story of Tony experiencing and surviving trauma, abuse, mental health issues, and the ultimate betrayal of someone she fell in love with. Exposing moral issues you may have dealt with too. Read how hope and happiness triumph in her life. Available at Amazon.com and all good online retailers. Keep the conversation going. Director assistant. Call Radio Tony. Hello. 561-623-9421 on W4WN Radio Guest Skype. Hello, Francesca. How are you this morning? Hi, Tony. Can you hear me okay? I can certainly hear you just fine. Good. So thank I'm you well. very Oh, good. Thank you so much for joining me on my radio show today. I really appreciate your time um, and having a chat to us about trauma and how it affects our brains. So our first question this morning, so what is trauma? Well, trauma can come from a number of places. It's it's really when the brain... uh, begins to, in some ways, over-function when we react to uh, stimulus in our environment. For instance, if you've got post-traumatic stress disorder, you might see a pipe lying on the floor and you think it's a snake because of, of different traumas you've experienced. Or you could hear a car backfire and you might think it's a gunshot. Uh, yes. be, you know, gun being shot. So those those are some of the reactions of the trauma. But the trauma can come from childhood abuse or abusive relationships, a breakdown of a relationships, an effect yes. of any sort of violent crime. You could be made redundant or retrenched and have, you know, a career-based rejection. You could have an accident or a major illness Yes. Uh, grief, loss, and death can cause yes. trauma. Yes. Uh, military service and frontline engagement, and that's often yes. with the Vietnam veterans when they hear a helicopters wherever yes. they're living away from the war zone. They yes. it puts them back into the war situation, and then that they could have, you know, they could be shaking or they could want to go yes. under the bed. Yeah. So. Yeah, even carers who take care of someone with PTSD, they, ah. they can have their own trauma too because they can have what's called compassion fatigue. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yep. So really trauma is anything that our brain recognises as a severe stress reaction really, isn't it? Yes, yep. So it's, it, it kind of triggers a part of our brain that takes over and kicks into fight or flight response, isn't it? Yeah, it's fight or flight or numbness because some yes. people are frozen. Uh-huh. So we, we used to think it was only fight or flight, but it's right. also when, when often when you're working with people, they say, I'm quite numb. 
Yes. And often when they're in a traumatic situation, say a violent situation, they yes. actually can freeze. And uh-huh. that's, very, that's very stressful as well. Yeah. In and, some and ways, that's really, more stressful. Uh-huh. So it's really the brain uh, shutting down and um, getting us ready to it, – it's, it's a protective mechanism, isn't it? Yes, it the is. The way yeah. the brain behaves when something traumatic happens, isn't it? Yeah, it's a protective mechanism in the situation, but it becomes counter counterproductive. It becomes yes. when you're out of the situation, and then you're still using the brain is still going. Yes. To yes. To to those modes of reaction, yeah. then it's it's no longer helpful. But in the situation, it is a survival mechanism. Yes. But it but it becomes it becomes traumatic and difficult for the person after the situation. The brain, uh, so, so let's talk about how it affects the brain. So the brain kind of gets stuck in that mode, doesn't it, Francesca? Yeah, it can, yes. It, it can get stuck and then there are different parts of the brain that are yes. affected. Yes, yeah. Yep. Um, so... Trauma can change the brain in some predictable ways um, and it's probably helpful that we're aware of these, especially if you or someone close to you is struggling to cope um, after trauma. Um, If you've got an increased awareness, you can seek treatment um, to address your symptoms and learn skills that um, actually help rewire your brain for recovery. Um, So it's probably immensely helpful to know that you're not crazy, irreversibly damaged or a bad person. It's just the way your brain, uh, your traumatised brain um, is reacting to traumatic events, isn't it? Yeah, Um, that's that's right. The three main areas of the brain that are affected by trauma, can you tell us about those, Francesca? Yeah, yeah. Yes, so the three main brains that I would like just to cover today is the amygdala, the hippocampus, and the prefrontal cortex. Uh So what what happens is when you're in a situation that feels threatened, you feel threatened, what happens is the amygdala gets triggered. Uh the, The amygdala is like the alarm bell in your brain going off. Yes. So the alarm bell goes off and then your the way the brain functions is it actually goes to the hippocampus, which yeah. we call the filing cabinet. That's where all the memories of the emotional memories are, yes. are in the hippocampus. Yeah. So the bell goes off, you immediately go to the memories of the past trauma. Yes. And you re-experience the trauma. You re-experience the feelings yes. that you had during that trauma. Yeah. So okay. the person's not actually in trauma anymore, but their brain reacts like they are, doesn't it? Yes, that's right. That's right. So what happens is the amygdala gets triggered very quickly when there's uh-huh. any the slightest bit of association from a previous trauma. And that can a, be, yeah. 
yeah, it could be a picture. It could be, as I say, it could have been, you think it's a snake, but it's only a black pipe. Yes. Uh, the, heli the helicopter sound. Yes. Uh, something, a program on TV or a movie. Yeah, yeah. They can be triggering uh, a rejection from a partner that, yes. that can be triggering. So yeah. all of those things can trigger the amygdala. And the, the, the amygdala gets triggered very quickly. Uh-huh. That, that, that's usually what happens. The amygdala doesn't take long to react. It reacts very quickly. But it takes a really long time to calm down. Ah, okay. So, so just for our, yeah. our listeners, the amygdala, amygdala is a tiny structure deep inside our brains. Um, yeah. Some people refer to it as, as the fear centre, but I like your description yes. better, Francesca. Yeah. yeah. So the amygdala triggers or sounds the alarm, and then, then yeah. where does it go? Uh then it goes to the hippocampus. Yes. Where that's the memory part. That's we call yes. that the filing cabinet. Where all yes. these memories are stored. The emotional yes. memories are mm -hmm. stored. And then it also affects the prefrontal cortex. Yes. So that's which is then that is responsible for regulating. So what happens, the amygdala gets triggered, you go to the hippocampus. And then what should happen is the prefrontal cortex should respond to regulate the emotions uh -huh. that have been triggered by the amygdala. But yes. if when there's trauma, then that's not actually working properly. It's not functioning the way it should. So it regulates negative emotions such as fear that occur when we confuse from the, from the amygdala having been triggered. Uh-huh. So again, just for our listeners, the prefrontal cortex is that uh, part of the brain at the front of your head, just behind your forehead, um, yeah. and it's responsible for the abilities to have rational thought, problem right. solving, planning, yeah. empathy, awareness. That's right. That's and right. after trauma, it's changed as well. Yes, Isn't it? that's right. We we used to we can also call that the prefrontal cortex, the executive part of the brain, the one that makes all the rational decisions. Uh huh. Yeah. So that rational thinking part of your brain, once you've been through trauma, is it like it's just it just becomes dysfunctional? Is is that my under Correct understanding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not working the way it's intended to because it's been affected by the trauma. Okay. So, so it, therefore, it affects the way we think clearly, affects yeah. uh, our ability to make good decisions, and yeah. we're less aware of ourselves and others because that front part of your brain has been impacted by the trauma. Is, is, that, is yeah, that correct? Yeah, Yep, that's right. Yep. And that's all because the body has gone into survival mode, which yep. it, it, that's what the body has always been meant to do to go that's into right. this state to protect yep. itself. 
isn't it? That, so, again, that, that's right. Because even if you look at the animal world, you know, yes. either they'll run, they'll fight, or they'll pretend they're dead. Yes, yes. So, that's where the numbness and the, um, you know, the ability to be frozen, when yes. not the ability, but the reaction of being yes. frozen. Yeah, yeah. So you can see, we, 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 you know, we, we are part of the animal world, but we yes. can see it both in humans and in animals. Yeah. Yep. So, Francesca, we're just going to take a little break, and okay. after the break, we've got some more questions from Francesca, and I'm hoping that our listeners have got some questions for us too. So, um, after the break, we'll be talking about what's going on in your traumatized brain, and we'd like to talk about talk about some ways that you can help yourself or others um, who've been through a traumatic incident. So after the break, we'll be back with Francesca Jordan talking more trauma. Radio Tony, difficult conversations and bringing hope to listeners. Live from the Gold Coast, Australia on W4WN. Join Tony Londis, author of Resilience, Memoir of a Broken Little Girl, discovering a woman of strength and beauty on the Women for Women Network. Radio Tony uncovers and exposes the social and moral issues of our time, bringing social consciousness to the airwaves. You're not alone with secrets. Let's talk trauma and resilience. Radio Tony is your safe space for these tough conversations. Radio Tony with Tony Lontis, live from the Gold Coast, Australia, Thursday evenings from 7pm Eastern Standard Time on W4WN. Keeping the conversation going on the suppressed social and moral issues, this is Radio Tony on W4WN. Hello, everyone. So we're back talking with uh, Francesca Jordan and we're talking about trauma and the traumatised brain. So we got to the part where um, we were about to talk what's going on in your traumatised brain and a traumatised brain looks different from a non-traumatised brain in three predictable ways. The thinking centre, that's our prefrontal cortex, the front of your brain, is underactivated. The emotional regulation centre is underactivated and the fear centre is overactivated. So, Francesca, um, do you want to talk a bit more about what's going on in a traumatised brain? Yes, I can. And I think it's also important for people to know about some of the symptoms. Yes. That, uh, yeah, so, if, you know, so often there's irritability or chronic anger. The yes. anxiety, insomnia or difficulty sleeping. You, you can be agitated, impatient yes. or not able to sit still. Yes. There, you have the intrusive memories and nightmares and flashbacks. Yeah. That, that happens with the trauma. Feeling out of your body because that's often – it was – Sometimes unsafe to be in your body. Yes. It often happens in sexual trauma, particularly yes. with children, um, that you then go out of your body because it's a way to deal with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got a uh, love it. Sorry, Francesca, I'm just going to interrupt you. I've got a really important question couple of questions from um, our view, our listeners. Um, the first one is, what is compassion fatigue? So can compassion, you explain that? Yeah. Yep, I can. So compassion fatigue is when you actually, you're caring for someone else. It, 
and it could also be called sometimes vicarious trauma where you take on and often counselors and frontline workers like ambulance workers police going to uh, traumatic scenes they can have vicarious trauma and so can family carers and partners because they are affected by the person's trauma and yes. they ca- they're caring a lot for that person. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's when it's a long time of caring or a very tra- traumatized situation where they need to care for the person. They yes. become very they become tired even counselors and people working in emergency departments in hospitals can have compassion fatigue. Yes. 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 They get, you know, they're giving so much and if there's nothing, if they're not finding any way to take care of themselves or replenish themselves, they will be fatigued. Yeah, and they can yeah. become they they can become ill themselves. Yeah. So the next question from our listener is: um, How does one know that 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 this PTSD stuff or something like it? So I think they're wanting to know how do they know if they've got something like PTSD. Yeah, well, PTSD is when, as we've explained, what's happening in the brain and how people react. So it's also when the memories of the event linger and the person who's been traumatized have these vivid flashbacks. Yes, yes. And they're frightened, they're traumatized, they're always on edge. And at the slightest of of the cues or, you know, remembering, it sends them hurtling back inside their protective shell. Yeah. They can avoid they can avoid people and objects and situations that remind them of that trauma and hurtful experiences. And it really prevents them from living their lives meaningfully and with ease. Yes, I was just going to have post-traumatic stress disorder is very debilitating because you're trying to manage those memories, thoughts and feelings from the traumatic episode that constantly impact on your life now. So you're no longer in, in the trauma, but memories and feelings and sights and sounds from the trauma keep getting triggered, don't they, in post-traumatic stress disorder? Yes, they do. And also, if you were to do a neuroimaging of a yes. person with PTSD, it would show that several regions differ structurally and functionally from yeah. a healthy individual. So as we yeah. said, the amygdala, the hippocampus, and the prefrontal cortex play a role in the triggering of the symptoms of PTSD. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. And then the, these regions, you know, impact yeah. the stress response mechanism. Yes. So, yes, yes. so, so the person with PTSD, even long after their experience, continues to perceive and respond to stress differently than someone yes. who hasn't been traumatized. Yes. So what can we do to help people or help ourselves get over trauma and work through post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD? 
Yeah. Well, there are a number of things we can do, and there's some really good research that's come out. We now mm -hmm. know that the brain, we used to think it was setting concrete. Yes. We now know that there's neuroplasticity in the brain. Yes. And, and so, so for our listeners, sorry, uh, yeah. for our listeners, that means that the brain can relearn things or be rewired, doesn't it, Francesca? Yeah, it, it can change. You can change the neuropathways in the brain. Yes. Yeah. So when the pathways before were linked to the trauma or say anger, yes. Then you see what happens with the brain if your it's the brain is like a computer. Yes. It the computer has a default program and so does the brain. Yes. So if if because of your traumatic experiences, your 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 first response is to be angry. Yes. That's where the brain will go. Uh-huh. So if you used to being angry and that's your way of coping with the trauma, when any slightest thing that happens that could be slightly traumatic, you yes. will become angry. The brain becomes angry. Mm -hmm. And as you can change your default program on your computer, you can change it in your brain. Yes. So you so how do so, we so the way we can do that is to meditation is really good. They've shown that the brain can actually change. Yes. Hypnotherapy is really good to change the neural pathways. Yes. Medicate people do use medication. Counseling, yes. cognitive behavioral therapy yes. can change the neural pathways in the brain. And other and sorts of counseling. Yoga is good. Exercise is good. They've shown yeah. that depression can decrease significantly with walking, exercising, swimming. So there, there are quite a lot of things we can do to heal the brain. And one of the main things is to talk to someone, isn't it? Yes, it is. Now, we, we've... In the past, I mean, counsellors understand this, but often pe yes. people in the general public don't. When you talk about something, it's a cathartic experience. So what it yes. means is you're no longer holding it in your body because the body we know has memory. Different parts of the body also have memory cells. Yes. And you can hold that memory not just in the brain but in other parts of your body. And mm -hmm. that's where yoga and breathing is so good and exercise because it's actually helping to release some of the, the tension in the body. Yes. So it's therefore it's really important that we – do talk about things because by speaking it aloud, it takes it out of your brain and your body. It's yes. cathartic. And yes. that is, that is don't underestimate the healing of, of being cathartic, of actually talking aloud what's going on for you. It's immensely healing. So it's, 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 you're doing yourself quite a disservice if you think that you're going to pack it away and put it in the back of your brain and never discuss it and never talk about it. Um, no. You're better off to speak it out loud. And that doesn't necessarily mean talking to a person. It could mean talking into a recorder, couldn't it? Is, is that yeah. equally helpful? Um, yes, all right. Or journaling. Or, yes, journaling. Journaling is really good. Yep, you could write about it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 
I know when I wrote my book, Resilience, I wrote it from a point in time where I thought that I was mostly healed from my trauma and my PTSD. However, even just writing my own story, I it was incredibly cathartic and and it healed me even more even though i'd done a lot of the things that we talk about yoga meditation counseling um and it still was healing so trauma hangs around with us um it does, it in the, does. It, it, yes yeah i've had the and same experience uh, yes. in, in yeah. that I, you know, I'm writing my memoir now, and yes. there was a lot of trauma in my life. And yes. when I when I wrote about it, uh, particularly when I first started at the be- uh, beginning of last year, where I was writing yeah. a thousand words a day, yeah. I, I was I was, you know, a lot of the memories I'd forgotten about actually came back. And yeah. what I what I did after each writing session, there's a new therapy called tremoring. I don't know if you've oh, heard right. about it. No, I haven't. Yeah, so that's worth looking up and maybe another time we can go into that in more detail. But there are, if you just Google tremoring, you'll find there there is a particular technique and animals do this when they're frightened, their bodies shake. Ah. So so that's what I, yep. And that's their way of releasing the trauma in their bodies Ah. when they're frightened. Or their owner goes away and they don't know where their owner is or there's a bigger yeah. dog barking at them. They, they yeah. tremor. Well, that's what I did after writing is I would go and do my tremoring exercises to release the trauma that I'd just written about. Yeah, yeah. One of the things for me uh, was, was breathing and taking yes. deep breaths and sitting and yes. concentrating on my breathing because I don't know if the listeners realize but when you're in your brain's in that trauma mode you take shorter faster breaths so if you want to take your brain out of that traumatic moment just focus on your breathing take slow deep breaths and you'll move yourself out of that fearful position um quite easily um it does when you're first traumatized it does take a little while to do some of these things and you have to stick with it i think francesca don't you you do and just on the breathing just to add to that there's a particular breathing technique that works on the parasympathetic nervous system that's the vagus nerve that goes from the base of the brain right down into the bowel yes because you know when you're in trauma, your body has many reactions. You can have diarrhea, you can have yes. stomach aches, you know, you can, it affects your digestion. So there's this technique where you can breathe in for the count of three yeah. and then really slow your breath down and breathe out for the count of six. If yeah. you have a good lung capacity, you could breathe in for the count of four then yeah. really slow your breath down and breathe out for the count of eight. So people uh-huh. can that that's also very good when people get panic attacks because it works. Yes, yes. And people have done it. Clients I've worked with have tested their pulse, and once they've done the breathing, their pulse goes to normal. Yeah. From yeah. from having been very fast. Yeah. So these are yeah. very good techniques to use. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so, Francesca, we're just about out of time. Um, yes. So I'm going to have to throw to um, an ad. And yes. um, thank you so much for talking to us today. I'll, um, I'll throw to an ad and I will um, talk to you again soon, Francesca. Thank you for yes. being on my show today. Um, and thank you so much. A real pleasure, Tony. Very happy to be able to talk with you and, and your Oh, listeners. and I'd love to get you on again soon, Francesca. So we'll talk about that after the show. But I'll throw to an yeah. ad now and I'll see you. I'll talk to you, our listeners after the ad. Join Tony Lontis, author of Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty. Radio Tony uncovers and exposes the social and moral issues of our time, bringing social consciousness to the airwaves you're not alone with your secrets let's talk trauma and resilience radio tony with tony lontis thursday evenings from 7 p.m eastern standard time on w4wn radio tony bringing social consciousness this time every thursday evening live from the gold coast australia on w4wn Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl, discovering a woman of strength and beauty, is the new book from Australian author Tony Lontis. Available in paper, ebook, and audio formats, Resilience is the true life story of Tony experiencing and surviving trauma, abuse, mental health issues, and the ultimate betrayal of someone she fell in love with. Available for download now through all good online retailers and in all good bookstores. And welcome back. So just finishing off our little talk on trauma today, um, one of the things that I found most helpful was to take care of my health. So those are the simple things, eating right, getting plenty of sleep, avoiding alcohol and drugs and reducing your stress. For me, reducing stress was the key to recovering from my trauma and PTSD. And um, the, the second was seeking a professional to uh, talk to and have therapy with. So those were the keys for me to get through my PTSD and trauma. And I... Um, Essentially, I feel that um, I'm pretty well healed. Uh, however, trauma remains with you for life. It doesn't just go away simply or easily and you have to be kind to yourself. So if it's the last thing that I leave you with today, you need to remember to be kind to yourself. And that involves talking to yourself in a way that you talk to your very best friend be kind, have lots of sleep and take care of yourself are the key to getting through a traumatic experience and recovering from PTSD. Um, removing stress from your life, um, having a good network of trusting friends and um, people that you can talk to is another helpful uh, way to get you through trauma. So next week, Radio Tony transitions from a one-hour show 
attention to a two-hour show. So you'll be listening to me for a lot longer and we'll talk about subjects in a lot more depth. Our 50-minute time slot just doesn't quite give us enough time um, and I'm looking at introducing um, a different segment that will fill up our time and I'm hoping that you will join me next week um, live on the Women for Women Network and listen in to Radio Tony. So that's it for me. Over and out, and I'll see you next week. Bye. Radio Tony, your safe space for tough conversations. Exposing secrets and talking about trauma and recovery. Radio Tony, a platform for the unheard. Radio Tony. With Tony Lontis, author of Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty. Radio 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 Tony. Available now on Amazon.com and in all good bookstores. Radio Tony. Back next Thursday from 7pm Eastern Standard Time, live from the Gold Coast, Australia. Mama.